Welcome to the podcast. Pilates for PTs, from business to clinical. Hi, y'all. My name is Stephen Dunn. I co-own Core Therapy and Pilates in Austin, Texas, and I'm the founder of Pilates for PTs. I've been a physical therapist for over 20 years, and I've been teaching Pilates and Gyrotonic in my physical therapy practice for the last 15 years. In this podcast, I interview experts from all over the world so that you can learn more on how to grow your business or how to improve your clinical skills as a Pilates instructor in the physical therapy world. Thanks for listening. How you doing? How are you? How are you? I'm really good. Good to see you again. I'm so sorry I lost my last recording. We, That's you know, totally all right. I'm not very technically good, but I, I, I act like it sometimes. I try to trick <laughs> Well, you know, it's good because this time I'm in my studio, so I can actually show you the studio. I like it. I like it. Well, yeah. it's, uh, it's, a, um, it's one of those things that it's the first time it's happened to me. But it happened that day when it happened with you, it happened with another time with a call. I did a call with somebody, a friend of mine who's in the Philip. I'm sorry, she's in the Bahamas and she's got a reformer in the Bahamas and she's trying to learn how to use it. She doesn't really know how to use it much. And so I basically had did a live session with her. What a good idea. Yeah. So we set up the camera on her, on her reformer. And then yeah. I just walked her through what to do, told her what to do, how to do it. And, yeah. And and then I was like, all right, I'll send this to you so you can revisit it over and over and redo it over and over. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I lost it. <laughs> so, do you want to see my studio? Sure. I'd love to see your studio. Should I take you for a little tour? Okay. Yeah. Now I have it like of a separate... Um, a little, oh, you can't even see, that's my computer. I have a separate video because um, my camera broke, so. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Um, in my computer, but this is, this is one of our, oh, can you even see? This is one of our treatment rooms. Got it. And then we have, this is our, like, Zen massage treatment room. Okay. Then we have, Michelle, that's uh, the uh, acupuncture PT room. And then we have two more rooms, but they're being used at the moment. Got it. And Got then it. This is this is our uh, this is probably what you want to see one more. So that's a power plate uh, Pilates. And we have uh, this is our aerial yoga and gyrokinesis space. Oh, nice. And then we have uh, ten towers. Oh wow! And then we had a cert, so there's stuff all over our walls. But that's our studio. That's awesome. A lot of space. <laughs> Yeah, we have a lot of space. We're very lucky. I'm going to tuck away back in the PT room again, though, so we can. What are, you, what are your thoughts on the power plate? What do we do on the power plate? Yeah, do, we, do you like the power plate? What are your thoughts on it? You know, I mixed. So we initially got it because, you know, I specialize in osteoporosis. And the initial research was that it was really good for osteoporosis, for bone density, and firing more muscle, muscles. Now we tend to use it more for. Um, um, kind of self-massage you can do on it. We mm -hmm. still do uh, have a lot of people who do kind of bridges and step-ups, and it helps fire the muscles. But um, we tend to use it, the clients have their own uh, program before the session. Okay, gotcha. They'll use it for 10, 10 minutes. We don't charge for it, and then we uh, then they do their session. Got it. So it so it's, just a, it's just a little extra, a little little extra for them. 
Yeah. We'll do some neuro balancing on it and then we'll do um, people do their feet, massage their feet on it a lot. Got it. Got it. But we don't, you know, I know that places in New York like Fluid Fitness have um, sessions that you can purchase. Yeah. So we don't really do that. And I've, I've seen them and I've heard about them, but I've never like touched them and felt them in person. So it's one of those things I've never, you know, I've only heard things. And so I've always been curious because I've seen people use them and, and they've, they tend to be, you know, you see them in Pilates studios, gyro studios around. And so, but I've never, I, I'm the one that like, I need to feel it, touch it and experience it before. Oh I yeah. To, same to, way. Yeah. Or invest in it. But and yeah. Cheryl, Cheryl and I are that way and we've never experienced it. And so it's one of those things that I, I every time I see it, I'm, I'm always asking people about it, but yeah. I don't have anyone here in Austin that has one for me to go like play around on it. I'm, I'm sure yeah. there is one in town. I just don't know of one. So. Right. And then there's other, there's the Galileo. Have you heard of that? No, Dominique uses that. It's um, much smaller, so it's this one takes up a lot of space, but yeah. that much smaller. So, it, and also ours is um, kind of high, so we have people with you know who've had strokes or paraplegia or something like that, and it is kind of hard to step up on it. Got it. Got it. So um, they tend to have one foot on the floor and one foot on the power plate. So yeah, it's, um, I think you know if I was going to invest in more equipment, I don't know if I'd get another power plate. Got it. Yeah. Um, we- we just invested in a biomat and we're playing around with, you know, having a biomat as kind of a, an a extra service. And, you know, the people that buy our memberships, they can use it for free, but we sell it in like, you know, little packages for the people that, that aren't on our monthly memberships, but we kind of use it as a, if you're going to pay for the monthly membership, we don't charge them extra to use it. It's just a perk. You know, we throw that in there, but it's brand new. We've only had it for about a month and we, we, we're get we're letting everybody kind of use it free a, a time or two to see. And we're, we're just kind of playing with it. We haven't had a whole lot of people um, paying for it yet, but we're playing with that idea. And so I'm always looking and seeing what other people are and asking questions about what other people are using for those kind yeah. of like ancillary services, you know, I'd be very curious how it, how it works for you. I mean, we, we had a person come and we tried it out and I really liked it, but it was, yeah. you know, it was like, do I want to invest in the biomat or do I want to get an ultra service? You know, it was kind of. Exactly. So. And we're, we're, we're still, we're still on the fence because it's still pretty new. Um, but the, a friend of mine who is, um, I guess she's in, she's had one for a couple of years at her, um, her facility and she's a myofascial release, um, and pelvic floor therapist about an hour from me. Um, she says she sells about 20 to 25 sessions a month. So it's not a lot, but it's, I'll take that. Cause it's like, you know, we're selling them for like 30 bucks. Uh, we're selling them for a dollar a minute. So it's like, if you, you can do 15 minutes or 30 minutes yeah. for 15 or yeah. 30 bucks, and we're selling about one or two a week right now, but it's one of those things I'm just kind of curious. And but I actually like it. I've been laying on it quite frequently, and I'm not a big heat person, but boy, it, it, it is comfortable. It's that, that infrared heat. I really do like it. So, but yeah. I'm still kind of I'm I'm still on the fence about how it's gonna how it's gonna the ROI on it's gonna what it's gonna be for it. But but I um, I'm about to hire a Reiki uh, trainer, and I had her do a session on a Reiki session on me while I was on the biomat, and man, I was out like a light just yeah so it, it, <laughs> it was great i loved it i woke up i'm like wow it's over she goes you slept the whole time i'm like yeah I'm pretty good. so awesome. but that's what i was actually thinking like if i got one i was thinking of doing it as an add-on service to the massage or to the yeah. myofascial like have it on a treatment table exactly. and then you know whatever massage is a hundred dollars if you want with the biomat it's 130 or something yeah. you know 
Yeah. And so. we were, we've had a hard time finding massage people. So like the idea of like, let's try instead of a person, let's try a thing, you know, yeah. that we pay, we pay for the thing once. So we're going to give away like, you know, a biomass session on people's birthdays on their like oh, every anniversary that they've been with the studio. Anytime they refer a friend, because we used to give out free sessions. Well, guess who's paying for that? Me, you know, I'm paying for that with, uh, with payroll and I don't mind yeah. giving some free stuff out. I really don't, but I like giving out this because it doesn't cost us anything, but it's like plugged in and a little electricity yeah. to be running. Um, right. So yeah. that's kind of that was kind of my thoughts on that of instead of going with a person, an actual thing. And now I have a Reiki person who's actually a client that I that might end up working out for her to come in and work. But I've had a hard time finding massage therapists. I've interviewed four or five of them over the last two years, and they, they just never worked out. And it's always been frustrating. And I'm, I just want someone to come in. So the biomat is my attempt at like kind of. Hack, hacking that payroll a little and bit. Guess what? Biomats don't get sick. <laughs> they, they, they don't crawl out. out. They, are, they, they don't need a vacation. <laughs> so, and my kids actually like it. We'll bring it home on the weekends, and my kids like it, which really kind of oh, that's shocked, nice. shocked me. And they're like, yeah. I mean, my kids will try anything because they think mom and I are weird enough that they'll try anything <laughs> a time or two. And they, they were hearing us talk about it, and it, it got shipped to our house. So it was at home the first weekend. And they used it as much as we did. So now I try to bring it home on the weekends for us to all use it. But <laughs> oh, that's so great. That's so yeah. great. I know my my seven year old doing cupping to my husband. I love it. I love <laughs> it. the cupping. I'm like, I don't think we should put the cups on you. I don't know. I might like rip an artery or something. No, but <laughs> you can do it on dad. But that's so great. That's so it's so fun when the kids get involved because it is. They want nothing to do with you. You know. Well, I'll, I'll tell you a funny story about my 10 year old. He, um, he's a, he's real big into computer games and stuff. And he goes, Hey, dad, I want a gaming chair for Christmas. And I was like, buddy, we just got you. I bought him like this real nice swapper, you know, where it's like, um, oh, yeah. ergonomic chair, you know, like a big ball and he's, you know, and it's helping his posture, but you know, that, that chair is way not cool enough. He wants the, <laughs> the, the cool chair that the gamers use, which is terrible posture, but he's like, dad, I want to get this chair. And I said, buddy, I don't think I'm going to get you that chair. Like I've already bought you a chair last year and it's a really good chair and it's really yeah. good back. And he goes, but dad, look, it says right here that it's ergonomic and it's great for your spine and it's great. You know? And so he turns into a little salesman mode because you know, he's the, he's the son of an entrepreneur. So he's, he's heard me and Cheryl talking. How many 10 year olds say it's ergonomic? I mean, really. <laughs> he, he was totally reading off of the thing, but he knew what words to read. It was really funny. And I said, buddy, I don't, I don't think that your posture is going to be better in that chair. Your posture is going to be better in the chair I've already got you. And he goes, well, Dad, I got an idea. What if I do Pilates every week so that my posture is better in every chair I sit in? Will you then get me the chair? Ooh, that's a hard and sell. I said, okay, let's start doing Pilates every week, and we'll talk about it. So he's been coming in for three months now, 10-year-old, and this was his idea. And he's doing, wow. private, doing private sessions with one of my trainers. And then my 13-year-old says, well, I want to do it too. So they're both coming up. And they do it one after the other because they can't do it together. No way. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and it's really been cool that, like, he, so he sold me. You know, he totally, like, he, he found a way. Now, he yeah. doesn't know I bought him the chair, but I did have to. I felt like I had to buy him the damn chair at that point. Now you have to. They've been doing for a lot. 
So you can't post this before Christmas. <laughs> that, that's right. So for Christmas, he's getting this dumb, dumb chair that I, I'm really frustrated about. But he's been doing – he sold me on the Pilates, so I can't – like, I, I feel you bad. Can't back out. So yeah. he, he's, we've got it. we got it hidden in there in the bio mat room. <laughs> oh, oh, that's so great, though. But then if he ever slouches, you'd be like, see, now to keep doing the Pilates. That's right. That's exactly <laughs> right. So now I'll show you around my place real quick. Yeah. This is uh, my room. Oh, nice. Uh, where, I, where I set up. And then this is our little little front desk room. Jace. And then we have, uh, what's up, Neil? We got four towers. I can't oh, nice. And then we got a uh, archway here. Oh. And then this is all of our, uh, the specialized equipment. Let me turn the light on for you. Neil, wake up, man. It's bright. <laughs> oh, that's so great. And then that's some of our, uh, so this is our gyro room. And yeah. Then, um, our little biomat room here. So we've got the biomat oh, underneath that nice. little massage uh, table. Yeah. Back there is the gaming chair. <laughs> in, I love it. In the box. <laughs> and then I have a PT that just started working with me, um, and he, he uses this room. Okay. So he's um he's full time, and we're just kind of building his schedule up. And then this is our Pilates room. Pilates. Well, it's nice that it, you have two different rooms. <laughs> it is nice. It separates the classes, so we can have four people in a gyro class, four people in a, in a Pilates class, and it's not too loud. Loud. Um, yeah. So so that's uh, and we just um. We were, for many years, we were really tight, and we just busted down a wall back there about three months ago to, to give us more space. Oh, nice. And, and it's been real nice. So we're, uh, we, we've got them separated, but we don't have any, like, really floor space, and we don't have um, we don't have a lot of, like, for gyrokinesis, for example, we just have to kind of, we just move it in and do it at times where it's not real busy and just kind of yeah. move some stuff out of the way. Yeah. Um, but we really had a hard time with like Pilates mat work and gyrokinesis classes. They, it's like people know we have equipment; they want to use our equipment. Yeah. And I, I don't know what it is, but they just we've we've had a hard time with either uh, really selling. Excuse me, either of those, it's been very um, very difficult. It's almost like we're just doing it as a courtesy to offer that because our trainers want to keep practicing. And like Cheryl's like, I want to teach gyrokinesis every week for my own self. Yeah. Um, so she's like, I don't care if anyone shows up or not. Um, yeah. but it's just been a hard sell for us. So it's, it's, and I don't, it not, and I, I've never like been confident to build that space out. That was just for that because I'm like, there's not enough income coming in from, for that square footage, um, yeah. for, for, for what I've uh, calculated, but that's kind of what the, that's the fun of this is like seeing your space and, and, and y'all do the gyro test outs for the equipment, but not the, gyrokinesis or gyrokinesis? gyrokinesis as well okay we gotcha okay so yeah so you can see that our gyro, i don't know if so but our gyrokinesis space is very versatile mm -hmm. so we have like we have a, one of our jump stretches and we have our gyro toner in there now and, and we have the aerial and we have pilates mat in there so when the test outs come we push all the equipment our, our studio is kind of like an l so if it's gyrokinesis we'll put everything on the other side of the l and then for tonic, we put everything on the other side. So all of our yeah. all of our equipment's on felt sliders. You know, we yeah. adjust for whatever coming. Um, 
but I, yeah, I don't think we, you know, some studios have like a separate classroom base and I don't think we could afford to do that, but yeah, it's never, so we'll have, uh, no, it really, it's financially, it's very difficult to have yeah. a separate space, but, um, but a lot of our PTs use the floor, you know, one of our PTs also yoga, they're all gyro, but once, um, yoga and then so she'll use the base and then we do like that we use the sling sometimes for mobilizations mm -hmm. nice. yeah got it so and um yeah how'd you get into the aerial yoga is that new or is that something you've been doing for some time no that that's probably our newest service actually uh -huh. um we had one of our teachers was an aerialist like the real thing yeah like, ceilings and you know whatever drops and all that kind of stuff <laughs> all the crazy she, stuff all the crazy you know like pink or whatever you know flying from the ceiling yeah so yeah. um yeah and then you know uh miriam's into it now and then another teacher deborah rose i mean not deborah rose uh, dina markham like there's so many gyro teachers who do it, the real aerial but um yeah. i just started taking the aerial yoga aspect of it and um a lot of the specialized equipment you can get a feel for that sensation with the aerial sling so it's nice because we were able to offer gyrotonic group but then the group students don't get to do the specialized because we can't use specialized in group we don't yes. we don't have five or eight jump stretch boards so you can actually do a lot of the movements that you would feel on the jump stretch board or on the archway in the sling so we're able to have you know it is very gyrokinesis -esque. got it no i don't want to break any trademark rules here or anything <laughs> but you know i always say like we use our first brain you know my first brain i was trying to train in gyrotonic and gyrokinesis first then i became a pt so sometimes my i always fall back on my gyrotonic gyrokinesis and so when i was trained in aerial i still fall back on my that's like my four, right? That's my yeah. or whatever. So I'll teach a, a sling class, but there's so much gyrokinesis in it. So it's so, fine. So tell your story about how you you ended up going from you know ended up in the gyrotonic world and then ended up as a physical therapist. Let, let's. Uh, I know you and I have had this talk before. That's but right. I forgot. We didn't. <laughs> tell that story again, because I think that's a fantastic uh, story of kind of how you you came to this. And I've always I've been asking everyone in these interviews. Did you become a, a fitness instructor first or did you become a PT first? And what, what came first, the chicken or the egg? And then what led to what? So so tell your story about that. Sure. So I was a dancer and uh, I hurt my back and I, I couldn't even stand up. Like I would I would go to class because I, you know, I felt like I had to go to class. And I tried different things. I tried chiropractic. I tried, I don't know, all this stuff. But then I finally, someone told me, go do gyrotonic and gyrokinesis. Alice Diamond is in, in Colorado now. And um, so I went to um, Studio Riverside, which was in New York, and um, I did uh, gyrokinesis, and I could not walk unless I did gyrokinesis every morning. So it healed my back. I tried, you know, again, like I tried chiropractic, I tried everything, and it was incredible. So um, Before you were a trainer? Before I was a trainer. Okay. I love it. Yeah, this was my first. I was just a dancer. And um, not just, but I was the answer. And then um, there was 
a few dance teachers who taught gyrokinesis and um so anyway so um i not only did it fix my back but then i could pirouette better i could turn better my legs went higher but the ease of dance was tremendous so i just couldn't believe how much easier it was knowing the principles of gyrotonic so then of course i was a dancer i couldn't afford it so i did work study for julia i fed his cat and cleaned the studio and this was white cloud um at lincoln center and um i would take class anyways so then finally Lita was like, become a teacher. So I became a teacher and that was in uh, 94. Yeah, I started, I started taking, um, actually, I actually took the Jared Kinesis as part of my dance program. So I was on scholarship at Avonaley and it was called Yoga for Dancers with Hilary Cartwright. That was my actual first, first exposure. Um, and when I stopped taking that, I was still in the program and that's when I hurt my back and that's when I returned to Daritonic. Um, I, I forgot that part of the story. So, yeah, I, uh, did my foundation with Julio and, um, and ta- gyrotonic and dark kinesis. And then, uh, that was 1996. And, and then this is my story. <laughs> this is what I believe. I don't know. So Julio finally eventually left New York, right? He went to Miami. And, um, at that point, we were kind of a lot of the teachers at Studio Riverside started thinking about what are we going to do next? You know, now what? So one went and got our master's in dance. Another one went and got acupuncture and massage. So I went to PT school. Got it. Got it. I wanted more science behind the system, the method. And, um, and do you think that the gyrotonic work stimulated the want for that that wasn't there prior? Yeah. Yeah, I was still like, I'm going to be a dancer. and <laughs> uh, But yeah, so the gyrotonic really did. And I felt, I think too, more people were coming, you know, someone would come in and be like, oh, I have a meniscus tear. And I was like, what's a meniscus tear? All right, let's do these yeah. knee exercises, you know. And I just felt, I felt like I need to know, like I'm getting so deep into this. I really want to know more about what are these diagnoses? What are these, what's the anatomy? What's, you know, kind of had that and so for you it was a, it's something that first of all it changed your life and it helped you with your back pain and it helped you perform better it helped you walk it helped you do the the mundane things like walking but it also led you allowed you to perform and kick your leg up and all those things so that's fantastic because it it you it you then became a teacher because you wanted to then share with what you already learned and, and I'm just summarizing here. And then you yeah. then took it to physical therapy so that you could take it a step more and actually help the pe- help people that were coming in with whatever they had going on. So you could actually understand what they were, what they had going on. And then you could help that. So then you were coming from a dance background with gyrokinesis, gyrotonic saving you and then physical therapy. So you really had this kind of unique upbringing in the physical therapy world. That's not a typical that's not a typical pattern from, from everyone I know in this field. And I, and I love that. And that's, what's so cool about this field is that everyone has a, has a different way of finding it. Um, but you were from a fitness side first seeing some limitations or maybe not even limitations, but just listening to what your clients were talking about and wanted to dive deeper in. So when did you start PT school? Was that the late nineties? That was 2000, 
2000. Yeah, I started in 2000. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. My son was born in 2001, so it was a little. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was insane. <laughs> I, I was like, I was like 22 in PT school in New Orleans, like single and dumb, and I can't even imagine like trying to get through school with like like family, kids, like like responsibility, like that that. I had a few people in my class that they blew my mind, you know, I was yeah. just like, wow. So I, that kudos, kudos. And you went to school and was it in New York? If I remember correctly? Like, yeah. New York at Columbia university. That's what I yeah. thought. Yeah. And so, so then you were a gyro trainer in 95, 96 timeframe started school in 2000. And the whole time you were in school, were you still teaching some gyro on the side? Is that something that was still a part of your life? I was not as much because I had a baby, but <laughs> definitely the first semester. Um, and it was interesting because that was the time when the progression started happening more in the foundation courses. So before that, there weren't all the progressions. It was more of a list of exercises that you would learn. And then, you know, Julia used to come to us and say, okay, well, when this is happening, you use these exercises. And like, we are... Lita was wonderful about bringing Julia to Studio Riverside and making sure we understood how to use the, the exercises and the, the sequencing. Um, and so all this progression stuff was happening while I was in PT school, and I, I would go back to Studio Riverside, and I was like, ah, what's this? So, But that's actually what, um, in the end, inspired me to start the Master Trainer Program. And that was about 2004 because I really wanted to revisit how it was being taught now it was becoming a little more um not too rigid but like there was a system to it that was more teachable you know more teachable to other teachers yeah so um but yeah so it was a fun transition got to go through all that and then once you got out of school what was the what was the the journey to get to you running your own place so I worked at two different hospitals in New York. Um, one of them I was not very happy with. It was, um, I don't know, did you work in hospitals? I did one stint in a rehab hospital traveling for my, my first three months, and yeah. then I, I never went back. It was a rehab hospital, so that's different than the inpatient, I mean, different yeah. than the hospital hospital, but it was still not my cup of tea at all. You know, I, I mean... Sometimes I was like, how do these people make it out of here alive? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was rough. And then, you know, one of the hospitals I worked at was there was a lot of people who the last thing they wanted was physical therapy. You know, they just had surgery or they just had something, you know, it's like, well, I don't want to see a physical therapist. I don't want to get out of bed. And it's yeah. like, oh, really? <laughs> and um, so that wasn't my thing. So I switched to another hospital and they did a split of rehab and um outpatient actually even though it was a hospital and I really enjoyed that so I I knew going in I knew I wanted to do orthopedic outpatient but then during university you learn so much I was like oh well maybe I want to do pediatrics maybe I want to do this maybe so it was nice to try every field but in the end outpatient outpatient ortho and neuro were definitely what I enjoyed the most Um, so anyway so then I worked at Columbia Presbyterian Hospital and then my son was um, four, and I needed a village. <laughs> so I moved back home to D.C. Got That's it. That's when I left the hospital system, moved back home to D.C., and then um, in 2004, 
And then I worked at a studio for a while and I was just teaching diatonic and I wanted to enter kinesis and I wanted to use my degree. (laughs) So I actually started my own PT practice at the studio. Got it. So they just had a treatment room. I learned how to do billing. I was always cash-based. Never took insurance then. Um, And then she restructured the business. She decided to close. And then I decided to move in kind of around the same time. And that's when I started in 2007. Gotcha. So you kind of took it over as she was stepping out. Yeah. It was also kind of she was restructuring. And I said, Mm -hmm. I don't want to be a part of it. And then when she found out I was leaving, she decided to close. (laughs) Got it. Got it. It was, yeah. And, but, and for a time, you were you were doing things and not able to use the gyrotonic equipment in the physical therapy world when you were working in the hospital. Um, and so, how, how was that time when you were used to using this exercise modality, and now all of a sudden you're a PT and you've got a whole different like knowledge base, but you can't yeah. do the thing that you really love and and what helped you. So, what was that like in those few years until you got into this place where you were renting space or or working in that studio? What was that like? Um, it was an interesting, it was also, you know, the half hour treats, like 20 patients a day, that kind of thing. Yep. So that was really hard. The time, like not having the hour to kind of focus and concentrate and give them a good program. And um, that was the hardest transition. I always use gyrokinesis. So yeah. the other PTs are like, what's that crazy girl doing in the corner with the arms of curl? And so I always incorporated, you know, the narrowing and the, I mean, that was, lumbar stability right before there was lumbar stability and so I mean I always it was such a part of me I always used it anyways I didn't have the equipment but I'd tie therabands to different things and we'd be doing all kinds of basically gyrotonic but with therabands you know so um, I still did I did the psoas stretching on like so many clients and so um, it was always part even in the hospital it was part of my what I did but um, yeah, but the traditional this, this format of the traditional setting was really hard for me to. Yeah, yeah. I got burned out so quickly. I only lasted at one hospital for like six months, and then I was on to the next hospital. And it just yeah. So. Yeah, and then once you got with the studio, how was that original setup? Were you renting a room? Were y'all like pro- like sharing like the amount of money you made in per visit? How was that? A, a straight up rent or what, what was that set up, if you recall? Actually, I worked for the studio, so I was an employee. Got it. Got it. Yeah. So they you had were bringing like a new service. So you were bringing a new service to them, but yet you were an employee to them. Yeah. Did you get but it? benefited me as well because I was, they, you know, they, as I figured out how do I do a super bill and how do I document, you know, all the stuff that usually the hospital took care of. I was still figuring out. So they were generous enough to like work with that with me while yeah. I was figuring it out. Yeah. And then, but yes, I brought that to the studio. And then how long before of that situation before it was your baby? Was that a short time? Was that a year process? Yeah, 2004. It was two years. Okay. And in that time in two years, like, you were like, all right, I'm never going back to a hospital again. I'm never working in any other setting than, than this. And then from there, you started growing 
basically what you wanted to do. And so now you've got some people that have come on and work with you. You just showed us the, the, um, your space. So tell me when, what, when was it that you started and, and, and the wins aren't that important, but it's more about the, how did you start bringing on that first PT? How did you start bringing on your, your staff? And, and, and let's talk a little bit about what kind of staff you have with, uh, that are working with you now. Yeah, so my first PT was Rosalie, and she's been here since the beginning, and she was a renter. We actually all started as renters. Got it. So um, yeah. that's how we opened. Uh, however, it didn't quite work so well because I felt like I was doing all the management and the, all the taking so much risk, yeah. and yet they just pay rent. So it, it didn't, didn't work for me. I yeah. didn't feel like, you know, just covering rent wasn't enough. I needed to. Yeah. Um, yeah. So... We switched after our first year over to what we have now, which is the contractors. Got it. And so we have, um, we actually, for our PTs, we have an, uh, an option. You can either be a contractor or an employee. Got it. Um, so we have one employee now who's a full-time, well, she's three-quarter time PT. And then we have um, the other PTs are contractors. Got it. So we had another one who started because she didn't really know anyone through her business and she started as an employee and then she switched to contractor later on. Um, get both options. And how do we find them with much yeah. difficulty? Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to find PTs that will fit in this setting. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. I, I've, I've, I've found that myself, you know, and we've offered as a part of bringing people in like, Hey, you can come in and have a Pilates training and a gyro training as a part of your like package. Um, but I almost feel like they need to know a little bit about it, know what they're getting into beforehand for them to really understand what the heck we do and, and how different this, this whole setup is. Um, and, and so I've, I found, I have a PT that just, I mentioned earlier, that just started, he moved here yeah, full time he moved here from New York and when he was in New York, I started prepping him for him, him coming here. So I was like, Hey, you need to go ahead and get uh, trained in Pilates so that you don't show up here and us have to do it. So that when you show up here, we can just focus on training you in gyro. So he did his whole Pilates teacher training program while he was in New York while preparing to come here. So when he moved here five weeks ago, he already had his uh, Pilates tip training, so he boom jumped in immediately, started teaching some classes to just start getting people to know his know him and his face. Um, and he's it's the first time since he's done his training where he can actually do what he learned in his training, you know, because he was working at a place where he couldn't he could use some of the mat work for sure and the, some of the breathing. Yeah. But really, he was seeing so many people, three four people. Uh, he was seeing yeah. he was seeing twenty five twenty eight a day. Um, so I don't know how many of that equates to per hour, but it's a, it's a busy day. And so he wasn't really having the time to incorporate that. So now being here, having an hour with people, he's seeing, you know, we've got him seeing, you know, my goal is to get him up to 35 people a week, but right now he's at about 15 a week. And he's like, it feels like heaven to him because that's like, that's like a half a day in his old job and it's the whole week and he's getting to really focus and do what they need. And, um, and now he's going to go through the gyro training that Cheryl's going to be offering. And maybe I can't believe remember if it's February or March, but, but soon. And so we'll work out a deal with him on that. And so then he'll be a PT that's manual therapy trained already 
Pilates trained already and soon to be gyro trained. So he's a fantastic fit and will be here for a long time. And I will do everything in my power to keep him here and not let him leave. Um, and whatever I have to do to do that, I'm going to do everything I can to do that because it is hard. And I've had four or five other, maybe even six or seven other PTs over the years that it did not work out. And we thought it might, or we thought it would. So I, I, I feel you on that. So, and then, you know, like you said, I've had PTs leave and it's, and I've said, you know, I'll do a lot to keep them, but there's certain things I'm not going to do. And, yeah. Uh, and sometimes they, they need to leave, you know, it's time to leave, you know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and not just PTs. I've had massage, ther- like you said, massage therapists. And um, I do, I've had difficulty with massage therapists. There's something. I'm not going to say this about all massage therapists, but there's a level of professionalism sometimes. It's, Lacking. I, I was joking about the calling out sick, but we had one who would call out sick all the time. I'm like, you have a full schedule. You call out sick? Like, yeah. I get it if you're sick. Don't yeah. come in. Yeah. But the frequency of the call outs was like, it was a I little. Know, it was something. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, finding, you know what, what we did? I don't know. Um, we have students sometimes. Um, PT students. Got it. So, three of our PTs came because they were originally students. And the nice thing about that is you get them trained <laughs> for free, basically, because. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's a little extra energy because you're doing, you're their CI, their clinical instructor. Yep. But in the end, day one, like you said, with your um, PT, he was trained in Pilates. So day one, he could start teaching. Here, oh. it's the same way. If you're a student, you did your 12 weeks a lot of them are eight to 12 weeks. So you have them, yep. they're all trained, ready to go day one. You can fill their schedule or work on filling their schedule. Yeah. Yeah. I can't fill a schedule on day one, but sure. you know, you know, you're confident that they can see um, clients or patients. And, and are your yeah. students, are they already typically have a fitness background and that's a part of why they want to be there or they want to inc- create that fitness as a part of it in the future? So we do require that they've done gyrotonic foundation. Got it. Got it. So it's tricky. We've had one student who, um, so we were lucky. So three of our students had done gyrotonic. Like one did their, their be teaching gyrotonic since she was 18. Oh, wow. And another one had been teaching gyrotonic and then went to PT school. So we were really lucky with that. Um, but one student took the Gyrotonic Foundation just to do a clinical here because she had family here, mm-hmm. and that didn't work out so well. Like, you kind of have to have that desire for, yeah. you know, for Pilates or Gyrotonic, like that, those movement systems, you know. Now, what's um, your story with Pilates? Are, are you, is that just something you have there, or is that something you, you, you trained in as well and as a part of your program, or that, do you hire other people to do that? Um, I'm trained in it, but I don't use it that much. Um, we use it a lot here, but, um, what happened was there was a, a gym down the road that got sold to a CrossFit place Uh and they had Pilates upstairs and the space was getting smaller and smaller. Like they knew Pilates was on the way out. This is CrossFit. And so there, they contacted me. I knew her from way back and she's like, can I bring the Pilates to elements? I was like, yeah. Come yeah. on in, you know. Yeah. So she, it was just her, and she had a bunch of clients already. So I got all the equipment used from the gym that was switching to CrossFit, and um, so it was amazing. Like it, that started our Pilates program, 
and then two other teachers came and now um, also all of our Pilates teachers are also gyrotonic teachers. Gotcha. So they yeah. do, um, which is nice, right? Like to For have, sure. And, you know, I always talk about, you know, in the Pilates and gyrotonic world, um, when we market, no one knows what gyrotonic is. So we market the shit out of Pilates because people know what it is. People know know more about Pilates than they do PT, as far as the kind of PT I do. And people know more about Pilates in a general population than they do about all the differences in physical therapy and all the different routes and are the specialties and blah, blah, blah. But gyrotonic we know is not very well known. And so for us, we always say Pilates is what brings people in the door, but gyro is what keeps them. And so from a standpoint of marketing, we, we, we don't put too much out with the gyrotonic because of some of the trademark stuff too. It's kind of a hassle. They kind of yeah. bust my chops every once in a while. And uh, so <laughs> maybe more than I've been a long time. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, we kind of really focus on this idea of using Pilates because of its, a, because of its popularity um, as a way that, Oh wow, that's a PT that does Pilates. But then when they come in and start working with me and I throw them on a gyro machine in that session, they don't really know what a gyro machine is. They don't, they don't sometimes don't even know what a Pilates machine is and they're just moving and doing things differently. And so I just do what I need to do with them. And I combine my hands. I combine a little bit of Pilates. I combine a little bit of gyro and I do whatever they need. And some person might respond or need, might not get gyrotonic at first. And so I might start them with a whole route of Pilates to build up to it. And um, it just depends on so many things, but I am happy that I have a lot of things in my, my bag of tricks to pull from. Um, And again, whether someone they're adamant about like, well, I'm here for Pilates. Well, yeah, I can teach you Pilates. If someone's like, Ooh, I want to try this gyro thing. Well, yeah, I can teach you gyro too. And again, I'm not necessarily doing a full session with anybody. I'm doing PT hours. And in that hour, it might be 30 minutes of manual and 30 minutes on the equipment, or it might be 40 minutes of manual and 20 minutes on the equipment, or it might be 10 minutes of manual and 50 minutes on the equipment, but it's never like a, a private. It's, it's still PT, even though I'm using the equipment. But then whenever people don't need my hands and they don't need more um, homework to do, that's when I then move them over to work with the trainer. So we kind of do a situation where they work with me at the front, at the top of the funnel, funnel down to work with the trainers and then end up in a group class. If that's so, if they so choose to be in a group class, some people choose to stick with privates and and again, our group classes are four people, so they're very small, and we got that option of like moving people from one to the other. Now, some people show up for classes, and then they end up seeing me because they're hurt. So sometimes they right. show up yeah. for Pilates class, end up seeing me for PT, end up doing gyro classes long term. And again, so it just varies a lot. But I love to um, kind of get everybody's um, take on that do you um are, are you you're in charge of like your marketing and rounding up all your business and doing all that and everyone else shows up and you provide them their clients or do they bring their clients with them we provide the clients um gotcha. we do have a nice referral system from a couple doctors and then we have um word of mouth is always the best for us but yeah. I think I, we said this in the last call, but we accept Medicare. So the Pilates mat class, the funny thing is, I mean, we secretly call it our Medicare discharge class. <laughs> it's like, 
I, we specialize in osteoporosis, so we have a lot of pe- uh, women who have osteoporosis and they're in that Pilates mat class, and there a lot of them have gone through peach. So it's that's how we fill our Pilates mat, to be honest. Um, but it, like you said, it's tricky because we will need like six to eight people in a group class to get the amount of money you'd get on a for one PT session, right? So yeah. it's it's but we love having it. Like you said, you know, it's fun to have. They don't want to leave. You know, Medicare, you get like fifteen sessions. There's a cap. Like yeah. whether they tell you there's not, there's a cap, right? Unless you want a manual audit, there's a gap. So um, it's nice to have an option for them that's affordable, yeah, for but sure. to make it financially viable. So it's it's tricky, but um, I kind of digress there. But no, uh, no, the, we're out of network for everyone else. So. <laughs> you know, and that's kind of like I talk about lead magnets when I'm talking about business. Well, your Medicare taking Medicare is kind of like a lead magnet; it gets people in the door, and then they can pick and choose your cash services after they they're discharged. And you know you're going to get whatever you're going to get per visit with Medicare. You know that's kind of your standard. But then, and and it's probably not the same that you're charging when you for your cash rate. But at the same time, these people show up. Do you take Medicare? Yes, it's an easy sell, right? People tell me. You take my insurance. No, I don't. And let me tell you why. It's a hard sell sometimes. It's not so easy. So. Taking Medicare, and I've thought about that as I expand and grow because I want to bring more people in to work with me, but how do I get them more people? Because, you know, if it's word of mouth, a lot of people, they want to see me because they know me. Um, so I'm having all of my new clients that know me because they're word of mouth from so-and-so who I'm working with now, I'm seeing them. But anyone I found from Facebook, anyone I found from Instagram, anyone that's found us on Google, they're going straight to the other PT, Andy, not me. Um, but that's kind of been a, that's the challenge, right? And so, yeah, it but, is a uh, challenge. It, it, it but, really is. Yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, the, like you said, the cash based clients are a harder sell. So I usually see those ones because I want to make sure we keep them. Um, whereas with the Medicare patients, I tend to send them to the newer PTs. Or that makes sense. They're still good. They're going to get much better care at Elements than they're going to get at some factory clinic where they're seeing 20 minutes. So they're still getting much better PT, you know, quality PT, but they don't have to see me. They're not like yeah. a huge complex patient with that were referred to me for. Yeah. 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 So it is a nice way to fill other. Now, what but you have to know. What would you say as far as like, like for me, like our, our, our breakdown is we teach about 25 group classes a week. Sometimes it, it, it ranges from about 23 to 28. And then, you know, we have privates that, you know, maybe it's like 50 to 60 privates a week. And then in the PT between me and the other therapists right now, we're seeing about 40 and that's going to hopefully be growing. Um, so we kind of have this, you know, this layout where we seem to we tend to see a little more privates than anything else because we got more teachers, but our class schedule has grown in the last two years because we've got a little more space. Um, so, how, like, I still see like my PT dollar amount is more because it's a higher higher per amount. So, me and Andy seeing forty people is going to bring in more than. 60 people privates and, and the whole 28 classes of, of, <laughs> right. of so, but, but that's kind of how we do that. Are y'all doing classes as well as privates, as well as PT? Are they kind of separated in those same kind of things? 
Yeah, very similar. So we kind of have um, about a, a quarter PT, a quarter privates, and that's gyrotonic and Pilates combined, meaning private, under privates. Yeah. Then we have um, I mean, the Pilates, the privates, the group classes. and But, you know, the nice thing is we can have eight people in a group gyrotonic. Yeah. So that's when it's financially viable again. Like if we yeah. have under four, it's not, you know, they might as well do a private. Yeah. So yeah. Um, it's nice to offer that service, but financially it's tricky. You know? It doesn't uh, make much sense. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. you need more towers, you need more equipment, and then is it actually worthwhile? But because we have the certs, we did choose to go that route and expand and have more towers. So the way to make because certs, we only have maybe eight a year, but we still have, you know, what is it? 365 days. <laughs> certs yeah. are only, you know, three days. So um, yeah. we have to make the rent on the other days as well. So so having all those towers, we need to have full classes or we, we inspired it you know, to have full classes. And then it's worth it. Yes. Uh, so, and the teacher makes really good money when the classes are full. They'll make mm -hmm. more than they will in a private. Yeah. We, yeah. yeah. So uh, we for group classes, we do, they get sixty percent, we get forty percent. Okay. But they're that's because they're taking a little more risk because they could have one person show up. They could be one or it could be eight. Yeah. Yeah. For yeah. sure. So we, you know, we give them a little extra percentage because they take that risk. We we, we both take that risk on. You know, a little and, more shared. And do your clients pay uh, like a per month fee, or do they pay a per class fee, or how, how, or do they have a couple of options for that? You know, I find it interesting. You and uh, like Emily Nolan, that you guys do the membership thing. We don't have the membership. We only have packages. Mm -hmm. We we um, just started the membership about a year ago as something new. Yeah, how's that going? And it's 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 some. It, I mean, it's worked out fairly well because like we offer once a week, twice a week, or three times a week memberships, and and they pay once a month, but and they use it or lose it. So if they're paying three times a week and only come once, then that's too bad. So yeah. it, it, it gets people more committed. So they see better results. So like, like the people that do a 10 pack and they, they milk it out over four months, yeah. they're not really getting the results we want to get. So, but some people that's all they'll do. So we just make it a better price to do the one. Um, the best price is, is doing the memberships. Yeah. Um, and it, but again, and, and we let them cancel anytime. Like they, they, it's not a commitment. They, we give them, they, we want 30 days. So we tell people, if you sign up today and you're unsure, sign up and cancel today. And that gives you 30 days. And next month, if you want to sign back up, sign yeah. up and cancel again. That's how you want to do, if you want to do month to month, that is a way to do it. But we want people that are here committed to do that. And then we'll do, we just did uh, like a six week uh, challenge. We call it a transform your body challenge. And we said, all right, all you people who are already doing group classes, let's now offer you a package where you're already doing these monthly memberships. Now let's add some privates in. So we had a way for them to add privates in for six weeks because these people have all been just doing classes. And that was a way to kind of stimulate the uh, private class, uh, private teachers get uh, sessions getting a little busier. But it also allowed us to see people going right into the Christmas hopefully getting better results, better feeling better, looking better, more tone. And so we just found that there's a little difference when people are paying that monthly fee versus paying a package. And our packages are like, you know, it's like 37 bucks for a class one-on-one -on -one and it's 320 for a pack of 10. 
But if you buy a pack at the, the once a month, it's only 97 bucks. So it ends up being around 24, 24 wow. bucks a, a, a class. And if you're doing three times a month, it's 197, three times a week, it's 197 oh. bucks a month. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So then all of a sudden oh. that even gets down. It's, it's even, le- I think it's under 20 bucks a class, but we now have people signing up for this that were never, they were taken forever to use their 10 and now they're coming in more consistently. So even though we're charging less, they're getting better results. They got friends asking them, Hey, what are you doing? So we look at it kind of from that standpoint, as well as like, um, yeah, if they're signing up at the memberships, we know they're going to be coming. And I've even thought about doing this with privates. I haven't done this with privates yet, but offering memberships for privates too. Cause I know people that are doing that and they don't even offer packages anymore because they've gone that membership route. I don't know enough about it yet to pull that trigger, but I'm, I'm looking at it. I'm trying to learn about it. So, but. So I have to ask then if you have all these different ways of taking part, how do you pay your teachers? Do you do a, just an hourly rate or do you do yeah, like they, they have a set fee um, for like when they're teaching privates. Um, but then we hit, we do something similar with class where they get paid differently with, for the, based on the amount of people. And I don't know the exact numbers. Cheryl knows the numbers, but like, it, and it's kind of the same thing. If only one person for class shows up, they make most of that money. You know, yeah. it's like if one person shows up and it's a, someone that's, that's paying 24 bucks there's a good chance they're making like 20 of that 24 bucks. Yeah. And then I yeah. think it's a scenario where they get paid extra per person. So if like four people okay. in class, they're going to be making like 40 bucks. I, I don't know exactly, maybe 40 right, bucks right. An hour and yeah. 35 an hour. If there's three people and 30, if there's okay. two people and 20, if there's one person, I, I again, I don't know exactly. Yeah, so we, right. we take it. We'll, we'll make a different amount. If it's four people that are paying per class, we're going to make more on that class. If it's four people that are all in the monthly membership, we're going to make less in that class. And we do take class pass as well. So people will pop in from class pass where we even make less, but that's again, a way for us. We feel like uh, to us, class pass is another, it's a form of lead generation. Get people in the door, get people experience our, our culture, get people experience our studio. And there's a good chance that we can get something out of them on another day. They might end up as a PT patient. I typically get about one class pass patient a month that shows up here as a class pass patient ends up on my PT schedule. So that's well worth the well worth increased money that we make on that time. So, so there's some classes that, that don't do as well for us based on the way people are paying, but we don't pay our instructors differently based on what the way people are paying. We, we have, right. a, we, we figured that's, that's on us to, to try to accommodate and try to be as, optional as possible or as many options as possible, but we don't want our instructors to have to like, that's part of being a business owner that I'll take $50 less on one class, $50 more on another class. That's just the luck of the draw um, that I'm, I'm happy to deal with and, and not get to not get into the nickel and dime part of that. But I do know if they got four people in class, they make more than if they're teaching a private and we pay like, if they're Pilates trained, they get this amount. If they're, once they get PMA certified, they get an extra dollar. If they're gyro and Pilates trained, they get more. Every, every standard, every specialized piece they take, they get more. And so we kind of look at it from that standpoint and the people that have been around a long time that have 
done the most trainings, they're the ones that are going to be making the most money on the privates. And so, but everyone has like a, Oh, I can see, Oh, I can pay money to do that, but that's going to be an extra dollar every time I work. So that we feel that that's a good motivation to want people to take more and more. Yeah. What you're saying Running a business, like the nice thing about flat fees, like paying the teachers a flat fee, is then you can also as business owner make decisions on promotions or discounts or comp sessions, and and it doesn't affect the fee. Whereas if you do a percentage, then you know you have to ask the teacher, do you mind if we do this promotion, or do you yep. mind if you know? So yep. we mainly do flat fees, just the classes that are. Yeah. we just did a promotion re- um, a few weeks over Cyber Monday. And like if someone bought a 10 pack of privates, they got a hundred dollars off. I'm still paying my instructors the same, you know, and if someone bought a, bought a uh, membership, yeah. they would get a discount yeah. for the first month. And I, I'm still going to pay my instructors the same. That's, that's just a, for me, another form of advertising, another, another form of, of getting our services out there. And I'd rather pay, I'd rather pay them yeah. than pay Zuckerman. totally. Now, do you have, you have some trainers that work for you that are not PTs, correct? Yes. Gotcha. Yes. So we have um, their Pilates, Gyrotonic. And then another thing about the massage that you mentioned, we found just like with your PTs who do Pilates or Gyrotonic, that our massage therapists who are also Gyrotonic have Got been it. most successful. That makes here. sense. The more hats someone can wear in your business, the better. And now what about your front desk? Yeah. Do you use the front is your front desk person uh, also someone that teaches and trains or are they are they separate and just front desk? Funny you should ask that. <laughs> so we had um, a front desk manager who was amazing. She's been here 8 years, but she, a couple of years ago she got trained in actually in 2000 uh, I don't remember. Anyways, a few years ago she got trained in Jartonic. And then she got a, became a massage therapist. So then, you know, she was behind the desk and then she was doing a massage and then she was teaching gyro and then she was behind the desk and we were like, where are you? We need you at the desk. Should we give it a listen? So we just are training now, finally, a full-time front desk manager again who's not gyro or massage because it just started yeah. to be too much. So our previous manager is still going to, stay on board to do Medicare billing and payroll and things like that, but she's not going to be at the desk. She's going to be doing more teaching. Got it. But I have a feeling this manager will eventually become a gyro teacher too. So That's kind of what happened. How about you guys? We, we Right now we have a guy that is full-time and he's an old patient, but he's not a trainer. And he's here 30 hours a week. And then there's two girls that help him. And they're both new trainers that have recently gone through the, um, and gotten certified. And so they're building their schedule. So they help out. They might be here for an eight-hour day and teach for two hours and help in the front for four hours and run errands for me for an hour. Who knows? They, they kind of wear those hats. But Jace is here 30 hours a week to kind of have some stability. And then he designates and, and, and um, he, he has them. He delegates the stuff for them to do. But their goal for us is to get them out of the, the two girls. We want them to get busy treating, seeing clients because they make money. Everyone makes more money when they're seeing a client. Yeah. So we want to have them 
work up front for six months to eight months to a year to then move out and only be teaching. And then all of a sudden our clients are used to calling and talking to them, scheduling with them, paying them. Then all of a sudden it's like, yeah, I need you to see one of my trainers. Well, who do you want me to see? Well, I want you to see Liz who you've been scheduling with for the last two weeks. Okay, cool. She's great. So it, it becomes an easy way of sliding people over yeah. once they already know them instead of me just trying to throw someone brand new, uh, someone brand new towards them. So that's worked out good for us, but we like having this, like having Jace, who's not a teacher has been good because most of the time we've had what you just described. Yeah. He was just getting certified, running the front, trying to teach. They really want to teach. They really don't want to run the front, but they need the hours. So they're working up front for the hours. So, but that's a, an interesting, um, it's always an interesting thing. But for me, all three of my people up front, they're all patients. They're all, they have come through our program. They have experienced what we do. So when they're on the phone with people, they can relate and they can tell their story. So that's one of the best things about like not taking insurance is having a team up front answering the phone who trust me and love me for what I do to help people. And they're not getting paid extra to do anything about like numbers. They're just getting paid to be real and authentic and just listen to the story that they're telling you and find out if we can help them. And that makes it a lot different than, you know, trying to like, Ooh, I need this person called. I need them on the schedule. I'm going to get an extra dollar if I schedule that person. I don't, I don't incentivize them that way. It's more about make sure you have the right person on my schedule, not just a person on my schedule. So, well, it's been great, Justine. I love it. We just jumped in and started talking and it was all, well, I, I'm, I'm, so about, fun. <laughs> I'm about to wrap this up. My, my computer battery is running low and it's getting time. It's getting dark here. I'm sure it's already dark here where you're at, but um, I want to just ask if, um, if someone wants to reach out to you and they want to get some more information about gyrotonic and the, the systems that you're doing or more about how to learn a little bit of what you got going on, how do they reach out to you? What's the best way? The best way is email, and it would be frontdesk at elementcenter.com. Awesome. So frontdesk at elementcenter.com can let us let them know all about all our workshops and everything. It's also on um, our website, elementcenter.com. But the front desk is the most up to date. <laughs> and then if you have a specific question about what I do, um, we specialize again a lot in osteoporosis. We teach the gyrotonic application for osteoporosis then that would be justine at elementcenter.com. So gotcha. Awesome. We need to get you to Austin to teach that course. I, uh, I, I think you'd like it. It's kind of a PT-oriented course, <laughs> gyro course. <laughs> and, you know, and like all my staff, we brought Uve here a couple of years ago, and all our staff loved it because it's that kind of people we work with all the time. You know, it's more of our niche. So I – um. The, the thought of bringing in like, you know, gyrotonic for upper level dancers, that's not, that's not my niche here. That's not who we see. Um, it's going to be more, that might be that's more fun. Course. Yeah. It's for the trainers. Like it's, for the trainers. Sure that- it's not for our staff. It's yeah. not for our clients, you know, but something on osteoporosis, <laughs> something on, you know, fascia, something on pain, back pain. Those are things that are much more applicable. So let's, let's, let's you and I need to talk more about that. Cause I, I think that would be very, I would love to come visit you in person. Yeah. And then we could do one of these in li- live in person in action. So I love it. 
Well, Justine, it's been a pleasure to talk with you again. I, I didn't even mention, but I, we filmed one of these uh, a few months ago, and I, my computer uh, uh, didn't allow it to save. I was out of space or something. So this is our second attempt at this podcast, and we just started talking. I loved it. I didn't even introduce you. I didn't do anything. We just started talking and went with it. So it was really fun. <laughs> I love chatting, and I love just the, the, the keeping it – the. There's no plan or formal plan. We're just having a conversation. And uh, I really appreciate everything you shared today. And thank you for your time. And we will do it again sometime. But we'll have this one recorded. (laughs) Okay. See you Uh, on the journey. Yes. Well, you take care. Have a great night and a great holiday season. And uh, I'll talk to you soon. All right. Take care. Bye now. Bye. Well, I hope you enjoyed the podcast, and if you did, could you do us a favor and leave some love and write us a review? My name is Stephen Dunn. I help physical therapists incorporate Pilates into their physical therapy practice. If you would like more information on how you can incorporate Pilates into your physical therapy practice, then like my Facebook page, Pilates for PTs.